And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're talking about the Korean drama, Sung Kyung Kwan Scandal. Tripping over it like all week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Impressive. <laughs> so yeah, this is our second foray into um, Korean drama. We did um, if yeah, if we got any uh, Korean drama fans. We did Boys Over Flowers last year. Um, yeah, which I said that I would do the Gujin Pyo Valentine face cookies. Oh yeah, and and I totally meant to, and I was like, like brainstorming about how I would do it. Like, February started, and I'm like, okay, I'll wait until it gets closer to Valentine's Day. And then, suddenly, Valentine's Day was over, and I was like, crap, I didn't do it. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, February is short and tricky, even though it is a leap year, but it's also an election year, so the world's going crazy. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) So, but yeah, Boys Over Flowers was last year, and that had got a good reception our podcast episode so yeah and it was fun because like yeah. I, you, you've watched like a bunch of korean drama but i really haven't yeah. watched much at all so this has been kind of like fun for me to um kind of dip into and this is an interesting one this um sung kyung kwan scandal um mm-hmm. because boys over flowers is um current and this is a historical drama but there there were kind of like a lot of parallels i felt like you know they're both like the main character is a girl and she's kind of in a school situation kind of out of her you know um wheelhouse but but in different ways like you know the protagonists are very different but um the setups are kind of similar yeah it's a so it's a saguk Uh, i'm not sure if i'm saying that right saguk but it's um so it means it's a korean drama that is a historical piece Um, so it's historical fiction um, but yeah, but it's still a school story. Yeah, exactly. Which which was Boys Over Flowers was also a school story. So even though it was very different, it kind of had the same flavor. And Boys Over Flowers, they had F four, you know, the yeah. main four guys. So in this Sun Kyung Kwan scandal, um, they're also known as like the Joseon F four or like the the four main characters. Even though one of the characters is a girl pretending to be a guy. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, it's a group of four pretty guys, the flower boys. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so even more parallel than I had thought. Well, nice. Yeah, so we'll get into that all in a little bit, but first, let's do Tasty Time. Tasty Time. So, what are you highlighting in the fiction, fiction food community this week? myself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> highlighting que- I'm highlighting authors who I've asked the question if your book was a food, 
what would it be? Oh, how cool. And you've actually, are, are you talking about the ones you just met? Because I know you just, like... Yeah, have you seen this? I've tweeted some. I know, I've been, like, yeah, yeah. stalking you on social media, but you've been, like, kind of doing the rounds of some, you know, <laughs> meet and greets. Yeah, it's um, the season, again, of authors touring and having new books come out. Because um, usually that kind of stuff takes, you know, takes a break the end of the year and stuff because of the holidays oh, okay. um, so now I didn't know the there was a season about. <laughs> yeah um, so the authors are out and about again and I have some uh, great book club friends who also like to go to author events so that's been fun but so I've made it a point to ask the authors that question if your book was a food what would it be so, Sophie Jordan, author of Reign of Shadows, she said chocolate molten lava cake. Yum. Victoria Aveyard. Sink your teeth into that. Yeah, if Red Queen was a food, she said, well, it would be red velvet, of course. But then she <laughs> said that she actually doesn't like red velvet. Um, so when I got up to her, her signing table after the q and I was like, okay, well, what would you want it to be? She's like, cheesecake with cherries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so because there has to be some like red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That still sounds very red queenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, for sure. And so I like totally envisioned how I would make because there has to be some silver too. Anyway, so maybe someday I'm gonna make this <laughs> amazing thing. Um, Veronica Rossi, she is the author of Under the Never Sky, which is an awesome book, um, and she has a new book out called Riders. Um, so just talking about writing in general, she said it's like you're making a soup with all of the things you like. So that's that was um, something Aww. she said about writing, um, and and then she said if her book was uh, if writers her new book was a food it would be something really hot like on fire and then someone suggested a cream brulee like Cami <laughs> <laughs> um, Garcia who is the author co-author of Beautiful Creatures and the New Dangerous Creatures um, she said pie like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just very quickly, pie. All these um, foods are desserts. Yeah. And all these books are desserts. Well, and then Susan mm. Dennard, um, she just came out with Truth Witch. And she was at the same event as Veronica Rossi, who made the, write the writing comment that writing is like putting, um, making a soup with all the things you like. Uh -huh. She said, well, if my book was a, <laughs> a food, she just, so she kind of riffed on that Um soup writing idea she's like it would probably be like tomato bisque with peanut butter or something ah. she's like something weird and like <laughs> but hey so that's a very african combination well yeah. we all laughed, that laughed you know but then when i got when i got with her one-on-one -on -one when she was autographing my book i was like well okay i know that was a joke she's like yeah i was like so what would it really be and she said that all she refers to her books as like cookies so it would be an everything cookie she said, like, ah. if there's an everything bagel, there must be an everything cookie. Oh, there like, is. So imagine, like, with, like, macadamia nuts and, like, chocolate chips and, like, raisins. You know, so, like, because she put in a whole bunch of things that she likes. Into oh, I was thinking more like the Momofuku, um, like, uh cookies that have like potato chips and pretzels <laughs> and, like, well, yeah, you know, like a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of junk food <laughs> thrown into them. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, cut it all in chocolate or something. <laughs> oh, and then one more really quick. Um, Vic, uh, Victoria Schwab. Um, mm -hmm. She's the author of A Darker Shade of Magic and the New Gathering of Shadows, which is the sequel. Um, and that ta that has, like, alternate Londons in it. 
And so she said, steak and ale pie for gray London, candied plums for red London, and vodka for white London. Nice. And there's also black London. Oh, I like her play, answer. So maybe that would be dark chocolate or molasses. I don't know. Yeah. Excellent. So. Anyway, so that's my very long tasty time. I just thought nice. it might be fun to share that. So I'll keep. Well, my my soup and dessert theory holds up then, because <laughs> I've said that in relation to this podcast. Like fiction just lends itself to yeah, soup it's and true. dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess because it's kind of like that that type of pleasure, like. It's yeah, like very comforting. Yeah. Well, I guess reading is necessary, but I mean, it's it is kind of like dessert, right? It's yeah. like an enjoyable. I don't know. Like after real life happens, after the meat and potato happens, you can like get comfortable and enjoy a, a book. Yeah, like a dessert. cozy up with a good book. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So okay, <laughs> and I'll continue this tradition in the future. No, that's ask, great, and that's such a that's such a cool it. way to like kind of tie together all the authors you've met, you know, with this yeah. like common question. Very cool. Thanks. Mine this week. Um, I have a quick mention of um, an earlier tasty time um, because Koali Pops has been putting Woo! out uh, <laughs> Let me check o- out. Oscar Oscar dress cookies all day. <laughs> oh, let's- which I thought were adorable and very timely. He's the best. So yeah, just you know, if you're interested, check out um, Instagram at Quali Pops. Um, but mine, mine for this oh, week. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, super cute, right? Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, mine for this week is the Gluttonous Geek. Oh yeah, yeah. Who we know from a collaboration we did not too long ago. Um, yeah, we were just all talking on Twitter one day, and we're like, you know, David the Gnome? Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, because I saw a fox in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, very random. Yeah, you tweeted about a fox you saw, which got us talking about David the Gnome, because that's the type of people we are. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, because we're, we're awesome. Yeah, and old, I guess. But <laughs> No, we awesome. are. We won't speak for her. I think we're older <laughs> than she is. Um, yeah, but we just got talking about that, and you know, if she's the type of person that like wants to go off and cook a cool recipe on the spur of the moment, then yeah, that's that's our people. Um, but yeah, she has a really cool site. Um, she cooks from. Um, you know, the same thing we're doing, books, movies, and TV. What I like about her recipes, though, is they aren't, um, like, derived straight from the, you know, they're not pulled straight from the material. They're more, like, inspired by. Um, for example, one of my favorites that she's done is, um, a dish from the Babadook. Um, and she made this, like, tower of, like, turnips and, um, let's see, Brussels sprouts and all kinds of stuff, and then made this like whiskey sauce for the whole thing because it's like what? the food from your childhood nightmares <laughs> doused with <laughs> doused with a dose of courage <laughs> liquid courage so mm-hmm. i mean it's just like a like a cool concept recipe but also looks like pretty tasty you know i i dig into that um yeah so just some like really creative stuff um i noticed also that she was doing like convention inspired food yeah that's true yeah which is uh, like a very like unique concept. Just kind yeah, of cool. yeah. So very cool stuff. Yeah. So check out her website. We'll put a link in the show notes, and um, yeah, just get some inspiration from there. All right. So Sung Kyung Kwan scandal. Let's talk about this. <laughs> 
So yeah. this is a, like I said, it's a, a period uh, drama, a saguk, and um, it is also a gender bender. <laughs> so it's a, so the category is it's it's a, dra- a historical, it's school, and it's gender bender. Like yep. <laughs> there's all those elements. Check, it's really checks cool. all those boxes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the main character um, Kim Yoon Hee, um, she pretends to be a boy in order to make money for her family. Um, her father passed away or was killed actually. Um, and, and she has a sick brother. So it's left up to her to, um, make the money. Um, because she learned, even though she's a girl, she secretly learned, um, like how to write and how to transcribe and things like that. Um, so that's why she dresses up as a boy so she can use those talents and make money. Um, and so at, at one point, like they're so desperate for money to pay off debtors, um, that she starts to, um, like help scholars cheat on their exams. And, Mm -hmm. and then she is caught by a scholar, but he sees that well, he thinks it. So everybody thinks that she's a boy. So she uses her brother's name, Kim Yoon Sheik. Okay. So the scholar kind of tricks her into taking the entrance exam for the most prestigious um, Confucian scholar school, Sun Kyung Kwan. And which she is gets, a real school. What's that? It's a real school. Yeah, which is a real school. Um, like, yeah, it, like, started in the 1300s. Yeah, so. it's, like, super ancient. Yeah, so the, I wonder if it was actually filmed on set. But, well, because that, so the the building still exists, the school still exists, but there's... I doubt it, because I read some article that they were, like, mad about them using the name. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, because there, and then, so there's the so historical I don't think that, yeah, there, site, but then there's no affiliation, a new university, like, just up the hill. So, like... Yeah, so it's it's a historical yeah, so site it, now. So it's still yeah, but it still exists in some form yeah. today. Yeah, which is yeah, but it's anyway. cool. They they still do like some conf, um, Confucius rites there a couple times a year, um, which is cool. So she gets she <laughs> like gives an awesome answer on the exam, and the king himself is like, "You should go. Like you must go. I'm ordering you to go to Sun Kyung Kwan because." you are a great scholar and have a lot of potential. And so, like, she has to go, even though... Yeah, by order of the king. Yeah, but of course everybody thinks she's a boy. And so, (laughs) anyway. So, but... um, So she attends the school, and then there's, like, romance involved, and there's a mystery about um, finding the... Oh, now I can't... (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. No, I know. It's the Golden Scroll, but, like, oh, I had it, like, I had it written, written down here. It's, like, the Gyum, the Gyum Dung Jisa. Let me see. Yeah, Gyum Dung, Gyum Dung Jisa. <laughs> no one's going to argue with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> blah, 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 the Golden Scroll. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so so there's, like, her story about, that's just kind of, like, a dramedy about her being, dressing as a boy and going to all-boys school. But the backdrop is um, that the king, 
is there's all just a lot of politics going on. Um, it's King Jungo, who is the son of Prince Sado, who like there are a lot of other dramas that are about um, Prince Sado. Um, anyway, but so Prince Sado, so his the current king's dad was killed or put to death by his grandfather. So there's yeah a lot of stuff going on, and then there so the Golden Scroll um, is. It's actually a few scrolls um, that say that the grandfather regretted it and later found out that Prince Sato was uh, framed for doing these terrible things and um, so that he shouldn't have been put to death. And so, but the certain factions in the government didn't want the, uh, those scrolls to be found because then it would negate their power and da 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 da. da. So the back, so the, um, the four main characters, these students, are given the task to find these scrolls um, so that the, the current king can basically, like, change the government. And he has this uh, view for, like, basically, like a new world, he puts it, um, where class distinctions would, um, would be changed and for the better, you know, that um, it wouldn't be such... <clears throat> intense class systems and things like that anyway so okay yeah and that's a huge part of the characters like personal stories yeah exactly because the, the class distinction yeah like f for females to be able to study and then also um one of the characters is he's not a noble um so his family like bought into the noble genealogy and so he's kind of pretend he's pretending to be something he's not and, um, yeah, so it's, it is interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's a really cool, it's just a really cool show. So this is like the second time I've watched it. Um, the first time my sister recommended it to me, I think. Um, and I watched it on the, com on my computer. It was like, I don't know, seven years ago, six or seven. Wait, wow. it's like, it must've <laughs> just come out cause it's from, it's a t 2010, I think. Yeah, it's 2010. So it must have been when it just came out because it's only that would have been six years ago. So maybe it was like five years ago that I watched it or or a little bit earlier. Anyway, so it was... I remember that I really enjoyed it. So that's why I recommended it um, for the podcast. But then I was like, well, I got to watch it again because I don't really remember yeah. like, <laughs> the details. And so, yeah, I totally... Uh, it's 20 episodes, and I, I watched them all, and yeah, you really, I mean, I guess if you binge watch it, like, you really get sucked into it, and it's, it's really, um, like, sweet and funny, and then, um, you know, the, the drama part and, and the mystery and stuff is, or the intrigue and everything is, is really cool, too. Really great characters, yeah. So, so tell us about your experience. <laughs> oh, mine's a little less... Uh, okay, <laughs> here's what happened. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I made a resolution this year. Like, I'm not going to procrastinate so much on these things. Um, so it's actually, I procrastinated on this a lot. Um, <laughs> one, th this took me a little bit to get into. Like, I tried three times to watch the first episode, and it didn't help that it was on Hulu. Um, 
rather than like Netflix, which is kind enough to save your spot for you. You know, if you're just watching like free Hulu, you have to like go back and find your place and watch all the commercials. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's also on Drama Fever online too. If you go oh, to okay. Fever. Maybe I should check that out. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, like it just like. It, it took me a while to, like, get into it. But then, finally, I watched the first episode, and I liked it. I watched the second one, and I was getting even more into it. Um, but then, this weekend, like, I had planned to watch a bunch, but then that didn't happen because this is what happened. I was preparing for our other, <laughs> our next upcoming what? podcast. Which makes me excited. Because yes, because, the, <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is a book you picked, and I am obsessed oh with it, gosh. and I can't, I'm so, okay, I I'll have to save this squealing for next time. Yeah, put it down. <laughs> yeah, so, I, like, in the interest of, like, preparing for, uh, next episode, I'm, like, underprepared for this one, um, yeah. <laughs> so I spent all weekend reading that book instead of watching this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch one more episode before today and make my recipe. So, like, I'm like, okay, it's okay if you wait to the last minute as long as you have a plan. So my plan was to, like, come home from work, um, you know, get the kids, come come back, um, make my recipe for dinner time because it's, like, um, a pretty basic, simple one, but one I feel good about, um... And then, like, you know, between the time they're in the bath and then after I put them to bed to finish another episode. Well, instead of doing that, I spent my evening on the side of the road with a busted radiator. <laughs> yeah, but that's so, like plans of mice and men often go astray. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So you can plan all you want, but there's always going to be a wrench thrown in. So my car's okay. I'm home safe. Aww. I'm wearing a Korean face mask. Um, <laughs> yeah, a sheet mask in, in honor of our Korean episode. So I'm, I'm home and chilling, but less prepared than I'd like to be. But, I mean... You know, I did watch two episodes, and I, I read some more um, recaps on Drama Beans, Drama our Beans. favorite um, Korean drama website. Yeah, I just love the name, um, too. Drama Beans. And just in those, like, those first two episodes, like, they're um, they're over an hour long each, yeah. and, like, tons of stuff happens, you know, so I still feel like I have, like, plenty to talk about. Um, and, yeah, just like you were saying about the characters, like, um, you, you do get a pretty good introduction, definitely, um, to the girl... Yoon-hee, um, and, like, I like her a lot, I think she's, she's pretty interesting, like, she's smart, she's not overly moral, <laughs> which gets on my nerves, <laughs> like, um, you know, she, she's willing to do what she needs to do to, to help her family, whereas, you know, you've got the, um, the, um, Soon Joon, which is the main guy, who's, like, very upstanding, but he's so, he also like, has expressionless. Like, like his face is always yes. like he's like a statue or something. Yeah, he's a complete cold fish, but yeah, he he's a lawful good mm-hmm. is his alignment and pretty much all he does. But but the thing is, like he's so privileged that he doesn't see the need to kind of have to do anything to get around the system. And I think like like you were just saying with. Um, she kind of opens his eyes to the difference in class, you know? She's like, I can't just do this and that and whatever. And he's like, well, you're very intelligent. You should just use this name to become a scholar. And yeah, he's um, very idealistic because he doesn't, he, he can't even imagine a different perspective because 
Yeah, right. He like he's the son. He's the son of a um, her, yeah. like a high-ranking minister. Yeah. So he he's yeah. always lived this privileged life. So he completely believes in the system. And so I think she even says early on that you know she she doesn't like this Korea and it's not fair and you know it's not the meritocracy that he thinks it is and blah blah. blah. So I think they they kind of open each other's eyes to to different ways because I mean she does end up getting in on her merit, you know, which is unexpected. You know, she didn't think that opportunity would be open to her. And, of course, it wouldn't if they knew she was a girl. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> but, but, yeah, she didn't want to go they, that they far do, because Well, it's they illegal. do let her in knowing... Right, exactly. They would never let her but in as a woman. But he tricked her they do, into taking the exam, But they, do, so, they yeah. do let her in knowing that she's lower class, you know? Yeah. So they do, they do kind of... Um, well, it's because... Also because the king personally said, like, I wonder if he hadn't been present, I don't know. Oh, no, of course not, because, like, I mean, that's the whole thing, when they're taking the exam, like, the, um, the, the guy waits for her to finish so that he can be there when she turns in her paper and kind of push the situation, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that, that's one thing that kind of, like, happens unexpectedly, so you can kind of see the system beginning to bend already. Mm -hmm. Although, yeah. Yeah, because he, and he's a good king, too, like. Yeah, he does sound Histori he, he historically does seem... too. He is he was known for his idealism and you know. Oh, okay, and his benevolence yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's been well, interesting that's... to kind of see, like, to look up some of the history and then see, you know, then see how it was portrayed in the show and yeah. So yeah, it's always interesting, like in historical dramas. Yeah, because like I mean, it, it's it's obviously like very dramatized and like very silly stuff going on um but yeah since it is taking from like a real source how it how it measures up to that yeah um oh and uh, sunken kwan the show sunken kwan scandal um just to mention it's actually based on a novel um by jung yoon guo um, from 2007 called the lives of sunken kwan confucian scholars Oh, so okay. that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there, so there's a lot of other dramas that have to do with, um, like, this, the king. And and I just wanted to mention that um, one of the characters in Sun King Kwan Scandal, um, he plays Gyulo or um, Moon Jae-shin. He's, like, the, the third main character, I guess. Um, <laughs> he stars in a drama called, or later... Two years later, he started in a drama called The Throne, and so he played mm -hmm. Prince Sato, who is the the son of the, the king. well, the father of oh, the, <laughs> the king in Sun King Kwan Scandal. Oh, okay, so, interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Connection. Yeah, the whole dynasty. <laughs> yeah, and, and the main character um, Park Min Young, who plays. Um, Kim Yun-shik and Kim Yun-hee, um, she plays alongside, we mentioned Boys Over Flowers earlier, Lee Min-ho, who played Gu Jun-pyo in Boys Over Flowers, she plays opposite him in a drama called City Hunter, which is really great, which is based on a Japanese manga. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so it's kind of cool, like, the more dramas you watch, the more it'll be like, hey, that, yeah, that it's a very the actor looks familiar, yeah. Yeah, it's a small, small pool of actors and lots of crossover. Yeah, well, and the the character that you like, um, Yeo Rim. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he's my favorite, the lovable trickster. Yeah, he he is in uh, a movie called Werewolf Boy, which I watched. Um, it was on Netflix a while ago. I don't know if it still is. Oh, that sounds interesting. But he, and he plays a werewolf. But I totally didn't recognize him. It's like, what? That's the same character? Oh, the same actor? He was less, less furry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you should totally check that out. He's a werewolf. Cool. <laughs> um, one thing I like about the show is kind of the style of it. Like, even though it's a um, historical drama, like, the the music's very modern. And, like, the way it's filmed, too, you know, there's, like, a lot of, um, like, text overlays and different effects like that that make it look kind of modern. So I, I like the, like, kind of contrast. Yeah, I think they call that, like, fusion. Fusion segok. But it's like, yeah, it's like a historical drama mixed with traits of more modern, oh, okay, with a modern touch, kind of, yeah, which is, is like very it. cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like, what is it like with Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, it's exactly, kind of exactly. Feeling yeah. that they have that like, yeah, modern touch to it. Yeah, it makes it more engaging, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's, especially in the opening of the first episode, yeah, it's, like, suddenly this, like, modern, like, really cool music. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so why is, why is Yael Rim your favorite character? Tell us about him. Oh, well, I, I, I feel like just in the first couple episodes, like, he didn't play a huge part and I can see him having a bigger part later because he is one of those like secondary characters like in in shows that you know you kind of get an introduction to but then they play more of a part later but I don't know I just liked his whole um I liked his temperament you know because he's always got like kind of a um like a smirky smile <laughs> yeah and like you know you, and you can tell that like he's not a bad guy he's just like a mischievous guy like he helps the bad guy because he's smart but he's more just kind of like causing trouble than, than anything else yeah. um yeah i just i don't know he was interesting to me and he was such a contrast to like the main guy who is such like a <laughs> stick in the mud yeah. <laughs> like he's just much more fun <laughs> so yeah so i enjoyed him yeah one thing that i love about korean dramas is the like the, the character arcs that are usually um, pre prevalent in the shows. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so, like, Yarim, which means, like, women's forest. <laughs> so he's, he's definitely, like, a ladies' man and, like, a fashionista. And, yeah, so <laughs> you can imagine how he got that nickname, Yarim. Anyway, um... He's a col colorful character. Yeah, but he's like always hanging around with the Jisangs and you know, and like talking about, <laughs> like reading the like trashy novels and stuff like that, <laughs> the forbidden books, and it's really yeah. funny. That, that's that's something I enjoy too because they're in this like um like bookshop, you know, <laughs> and he's like waiting for the the new book to come yeah. in, but it's like the new. Yeah, so his, trashy book. Yeah, his character arc, so that's that's how he, he appears, just kind of superficial or shallow or, you know, that he's, like, he, he hangs around people who 
like the reason why he hangs out with certain people is so that he can be entertained. Like if they do entertaining things or things that he finds interesting, or then he'll hang around. But if they get boring, then he'll like move on to the next person. Or yeah, or like he said, like he's always causing trouble or like coming up with these little plans to make trouble just to see what happens. Yeah, or just enjoying the trouble as it's going yeah, exactly. on. Like he had no- nothing to do. Um, yeah, there's a scene that we'll talk more. Um, about later because it, it's like a big food scene, but like the part where they've come to the um, to the school and they have to make these offerings to the older class or whatever. So, um, um, so what's her name? Um, Yunshik. You, yeah, Yunshik. Sorry. Um, so she she makes her little humble offering of these like rice cakes that her mom made, um, and one of the guys is like really snobby and is like I'm not eating this peasant food etc etc and um you know of course the the main guy comes to her rescue and is like this is decent food and blah 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 so they're they're passing it out to everyone and um what's his face man I don't know anybody's I just name call I'm him so sorry Yarim yeah yeah Yarim yeah so he's there he has nothing to do with this whole drama like he he's handing out food to people because he's part of the yeah he was um, just like on the sidelines observing but yeah he but he just has this like grin on his face yeah. the whole time because he's like yeah some drama's going down I'm enjoying this yeah so he's just entertained by it basically and and you could tell he's like not a bad guy like he's not being mean to her or anything he's just like hanging out yeah. and enjoying the drama well like the, <laughs> so. the, the moments that he steps in to the situation like yeah so he's usually observing it where he created it and is and is then observing it but then he'll step in at certain moments and you and then you can see that he is a good person because like he doesn't want to hurt people he just wants to like reveal truths yeah, and like just, see yeah, what stir, if. stir the pot a little bit yeah <laughs> and so yeah like in that situation he he does kind of step in to like diffuse it a little bit but he's still being his like silly kind of self like but yeah, so over the course of the show, um, you learn more about him and, and see him um, get involved with like the good guys, and um, and then he really you like see his more serious side. That doesn't even sound right. Like <laughs> like his <laughs> his like honorable and like loyal, yeah. loyal friend I side. Mean, I mean, yeah. I ha- I haven't seen all that, but you can see you can that, that yeah, would go. You can see that he has some depth. Yeah, he's not just like yeah. a jokey guy yeah <laughs> um yeah so character arc wise for the for june um for the the stick in the mud <laughs> like so his arc <laughs> is that he basically becomes more human like that's i love in korean dramas they they say that like when you stop being so strict or serious or um so extreme like if you kind of let go a little bit and soften up then they say you're like more human and so that's what that's his arc, you know, is that he, yeah, gains different yeah, perspectives and, this, and yeah, kind of. That's exactly how we talked about um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and boys over flowers. Yeah, this guy's like, not you know, that the, much it, of a jerk, but yeah, he's still. Well, I mean, they're they're jerks for yeah. different reasons. Like Gujunpyo is like very much a snob, and then like this guy is not so much a snob as like righteous. a stickler for the rules. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, very upright. And he rubs everybody you know, the wrong um, way. Like <laughs> very proper. Yeah, like he's yeah he he's like he's to so the point of and everything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 
Right, yeah. And and that way, I mean, even though it's, like, quote, good and moral, like, he doesn't have that humanity. So, you, yeah, I think you're right that, like, him kind of loosening up yeah. and But he does, like, really amazing yeah. things. But it's, but it's all, like, he he does, like, he really cares for um, Yoon Sheik and, well, I mean, I think he, like, takes responsibility for her slash him because he's the one that, like, got her in to the mess, you know, to the school and stuff. Right. Even though she didn't want um... to, you know. Um, But yeah, but he, like, looks out for her in in different ways and steps in. Um, But but he's like, well, I didn't didn't do it for you. I did it because it was just the right thing to do or, you know, because of my principles and, you know, so he's still kind of... (laughs) Nothing nothing personal, of course. But, But, you know, but she knows that She's like, well, okay, fine. And then, like, and then when she does something to help him, she's like, I didn't, she's like, I did it for my principles. And then, like, laughs and, like, walks away. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, this goes both ways. So my favorite character, (laughs) I love him. Oh, who's your, who's who's your favorite character? Crazy Horse. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, Kyolo is his nickname, which means, like, yeah, like, Crazy Horse or, like, animal person, um, like, wild person and he looks kind of like an animal person just his hair alone he finds out that or that Kimi and Sheik is a girl he finds out in like episode seven or eight didn't he find out in the first episode or she was actually dressed like yeah she was dressed like a girl and then he didn't recognize her face when when he saw her as a boy um well she was afraid he would but then but he didn't um yeah but so it turns out so he's the red messenger Spoiler! <laughs> um, Who's the Red Messenger? <laughs> oh, it's, I can't remember what episode that becomes prevalent. But the Red Messenger is a person Must have been that after dresses two. <laughs> in all black and goes around um, and, like, distributes these red um, propaganda, like, red pieces of paper that, like, flutter down on the public. Um, and But it's about how the Golden Scrolls need to be found. So, um... So that the government and politics can be changed to benefit the people more. Um, and he shoots arrows and stuff. He, but he never kills anybody. Like, he just is, like, this black-clad, um, face-covered person distributing information to the people. Anyway, so okay. that's him... <laughs> But, so he has this big secret, so I think maybe that's why he is accepting, like, he never, so he finds out that, that she's a girl at Sunken Kwan, which is, like, (gasps) totally crazy. Yeah. But he doesn't, he does not try to kick her out, or, like, he doesn't approach her about it at all. Like, he's so cute about it. Well, because he, like, hiccups around women. Well, I mean, certain situations, so, like, he starts hiccuping when he, like, finds out. But she doesn't know. She never knows that he knows, which is the whole thing. But he is, like, protecting her and looking out for her and, like, saving her countless times and, like, keeping an eye on her to keep her safe. But she never knows. And so that's, like, oh, my God. And he's in love with her. Like, he he eventually um, falls in love with her because he has so much respect for her. Like, is just so amazed by everything that she's doing and accomplishing mm-hmm. because, you know, even though she's a woman of the time period, you know, that, so he's just like so impressed and 
So that's what's really annoying to me because, of course, she ends up with with June, with the stick-in-the-mud guy, which is okay. Like, he turns out, he smiles and stuff at the end, so he's like, you know, he's like okay. a nice guy. <laughs> Man. But <laughs> he has no, like, no personality. Oh, like, you know, love, like, he's been there for you this whole time, and, like, but he, and he never, he's one of those side characters, it's like, he's in love with a girl, but then he knows that she's in love with this other guy, so he's secret, like, so he's gonna help her get with the guy she loves, and step aside himself. So he's selfless. Yeah, which was, which is also, like, in Boys Over Flowers, Mm -hmm. that happens, so that's kind of a, a trope that happens in Korean dramas, often actually which always bothers me because i always like that the second guy better yeah, the, the second guy oh more gosh, yeah <laughs> like yeah he's totally the best in this show but um he and yarim are like childhood friends and watching it a second time it seems pretty clear that yarim is in love with gyolo yeah just different thing like if you if you finish watching it at some point um just like watch it with that in mind, and then oh, okay. see because things will stand out to you and yeah, like little things you might have missed other if you weren't looking for it. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of why Yarim acts the way he does sometimes, like that he's all crazy about women, but he, like he's always hanging out with women when he's out in the town, hanging out with the Jisangs, but then he's always criticizing them. I mean, not mm-hmm. in a like a pig like jerk kind of way, but just. You can. T- it just seems like he's putting on the, the playboy act. Yeah, to kind of overcompensate for yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> but then when he's with Giolo and like, in different sh- situations, you can see. It. Yeah. Hmm. So. So maybe, maybe some, maybe like way down the road they get together. I don't know. <laughs> because well, homosexuality wasn't. Um, unheard of it was actually some like some of the kings practiced it and some um uh like the higher up like upper class and stuff um but of course but that but in the at sunken kwan you know because it's confucianism that's like the the nuclear family like confucian confucian teachings you know it's that it's husband and wife and so yeah. Um, but And there's a whole episode about that, too. Because people oh, okay. start um, thinking that Gyolo is in a homosexual relationship with um, Kim Yun-sik. Ah. But, but they're not. It's because he got really hurt as the Red Messenger, and then she, like, he was, like, bleeding and stuff, and then she was um, trying to help, you know, help him. But then June comes in because he's looking for her. I mean, he doesn't know it's her yet. But anyway, he's looking for Kim Yun-sik. And then he sees them, like, through some bookshelves or whatever. But he only sees, like, Gyolo in pain or, like, groaning or whatever. <laughs> and, and then sees that Kim Yun-sik is next to him. So he's, like, assuming that... But he doesn't right. see, like, the bloody hands and, like... <laughs> so it's kind of... Anyway, so he, like, rushes away. They don't know that he saw them. Because he's been having feelings for Kim and sheik And he's, like, oh, like trying to come to terms with the fact that he is homosexual. 
But he's not, really, because she's a girl. But anyway. So, but yeah, there's like a whole episode or two about, um, about that, about homosexuality. And like, they, they're like brought to trial, student trial and, and all that. But that's interesting to see, um, to see June go through that change. Like that struck inner struggle of, oh my gosh, I'm attracted to my roommate who is a boy. <laughs> and, but like to be in love with him. And yeah, but then, and then he's like, okay, I'm gay. I'm not going to marry this girl that I said I would marry. And I'm going to instead call off the engagement and be in love with this boy. <laughs> wow. That's a big jump to make. In I the, know. Right. In, yeah. In historical times. But he's like, I have to do what's right. Yeah. Okay. He's like, true to himself as yeah. well as, you know, true to the establishment. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's really, it's really interesting to see all that. Well, and then, and then when he, fi- and then he finds out and he's not upset or anything, it doesn't even show that he's relieved. He's just like, he's like, okay, you're a girl. I'm going to help you get out of Sun Kyung Kwan because you're not allowed to be in there. Oh, I know. And she's like, whatever. It's my decision. I'm going to stay in. And even at the yeah. end, when the king finds out that she's a girl and, like, some of the nobles, um, some of his uh, cabinet, they find out that she's a girl, but, like, but then in the end, it shows her back at Sunken Kwan dressed as a boy, and then she's, like, a professor. The first time I saw it, it made me, it, I assumed at the very end when she's a, she's a professor along with June... And they're, like, quarreling in front of some students. Like, mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, I assumed that the school changed its rules to let in girls. But now watching it a second time, I don't think so. Because there were... There, well, I don't know. Maybe. Because there was a, a new vigilante person, or, like, um, secret messenger person called the Blue Messenger. And it turned out to be a girl. And then Gyolo became the, like, police chief or whatever, and he's like, what are they teaching his kids at Sunken Kwan these days? Like, your handwriting is terrible. So it must have opened up to girls, I guess. Unless she's pretending to be a boy, too. I don't know. So that was a little bit confusing at the very end. But, um, so I, I think maybe it, it opened up to girls, but then, like, the scene on campus was just, like, a, bunch, a group of boys but they were, like, following Kim Yun, Kim Yun Sheik around. And they called her Professor Kim Yun Sheik, which is the brother's Which is her name. boy name. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I was like, maybe that, she's still pretending. That may have been a little too progressive for them. Maybe they found out she was a girl, but allowed her to continue as long as she, you know, yeah. kept but, her. But then the fact that, that this new black-clad messenger was a girl and he made the comment that she's studying at Sun King Kwan. It's like Yeah, so that was I might have to like look into it a little more and see if there's some c- conclusion. Maybe it's like, like I I mean I didn't I I didn't watch till the end so like 
not having seen it, like, I can't really comment on it, but maybe it's kind of like the same thing you were saying with homosexuality, like, it existed and people acknowledged it, but it's, like, not that you're too open about it. So maybe it was kind of like that with the women in the school, too, at least how this is treating it. Like, they're there, but you're not just blatant about it, you know? Like, allow them to exist, but not, you know, be... Well, because it's like, these boy students, at the very end, these boy students were like, following Kim Yun-shik around, the professor around, and they're, mm-hmm. and just so they could, like, well, they were, like, asking a question, but it's kind of, like, it was obvious that they just wanted to interact with her, and, like, because she was so pretty and stuff. Yeah. And then that's <laughs> when her husband came over, when June came over, and was like, you fail. Dang, She's like, no, they're admiring me. Like, it, like that's not bad. That They pass. And, like, so they started quarreling and stuff. But it's... So anyway, yeah. So it was cute at the ending, but cute though. Well, I like well about like women being able to study or not being able Mm -hmm. to study. Like I, I liked how they set up at the beginning, like her desperate options. Mm -hmm. You know, like she comes from a poor family who's in debt to buy medicine for her brother, and she has no options. So she can either, you know. Even when she's just kind of running these scams, she's dressed as a boy, you know, so pretend to be a boy and, and, you know, either, either, you know, help people cheat to make money or get into the school, which, you know, she'll make money. Um, or, you know, the other option was to to get married. Or a mistress of the crummy minister of war. Exactly. So her family owed this much money, um to the minister of war and so basically he was going to buy her for that so it, it's like either way she's on sale mm-hmm. you know whether she's on sale for her her mind or for her body you know and that's basically all she has open to her um so like you know pre- pretending to be a boy and getting into this you know school like opened up some options that she wouldn't have had otherwise um and i mean that was pretty much like your options th- at the time yeah. you know get married or do something illegal. <laughs> well, which is kind of, like, so we later learned, so her dad was a professor at Sun Kyung Kwan and was, like, one of the king's closest friends. And he was killed uh, on a mission for the king, a secret mission for the king, along with... Oh, okay. I didn't know his whole Yeah, backstory. so along with um, Giolo's older brother, um... So that's why Gillo is being the red messenger to kind of like bring to light the scrolls because his brother died, um, like trans- transporting them, um, and then they were killed, and then the scrolls were lost. Anyway, so that's also what happened to Kim Yun Sheik's uh, Kim Yun Hee's dad. So she didn't know all that. She later finds out. Um, but I'm like, how come? Like, why are why didn't the king provide for their family? Like, I don't understand if if, they're, if yeah, his best I mean, friend and was killed doing a mission for him, he should have provided for the family. Yeah, especially yeah. knowing that they don't really have any other options, you know? It's not like they can just go, and go yeah. out and, you know, work and whatnot. So I thought that was kind um, of ridiculous. Um, yeah. Because yeah, later on in the series, the king is like, oh, your father was so fantastic and wonderful and blah 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 and now I'm giving you the this um like here's his last will or whatever and it's a secret and where to find the scrolls and like you can finish what he started and it's like dude 
Like, where were you all those years? Like, why, why are yeah, you just now caring? Yeah, a little too late, but... Yeah, so that was kind of annoying. He was a great guy, but just, like, really? <laughs> so then, well, let's uh, get yeah, into food, because there's, <laughs> there's, there's lots of food. Even in the first couple episodes, there was a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, starting with um, some food they eat at home, which I couldn't tell what it was, but it was very humble. I know, a lot of this is like, it's this color, and it kind of looked like this. We have no idea what it's called. Right. And there was definitely, there was definitely rice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, um, at the end, like, the scholars are having tea, and like, you know, typical, like, Korean table, which has, like, a ton of little dishes, yeah. you know, like, um, oh, yeah. what is a little called? of this, a little of that. It has a name. You can keep going. There is a name for it. I just read it when... So then, of course, oh, we've already mentioned this. Like, Sorry. Yes, I know. I knew it started with a B. Banchan is the yeah. yeah, the bunch of little dishes. Okay. Yeah, um, t- typical of a Korean meal. There was that scene with the egg. Do you remember that? Where oh. um, Jun gets an egg thrown at his head because that guy who threw it was trying to be sneaky to pluck out some of his hair to put in to create a magic paintbrush. <laughs> Right, he's like trying to take the hairs of like all the so um, much smart, already. yeah, from other scholars, smart people, so he can make a brush to you know write his brilliant calligraphy yeah. with the, the hairs of the the smartest people. Unsuccessful. So that, I thought that was like a food or you know interesting food scene. Yeah, but, but yeah, and then that's when we meet Giolo during episode one too, and he's like about to bite into an apple, but then he rescues or he like there, and then there are some guys. Bad guys following um, Kim Yoon Hee when when she's dressed as a a girl, well normal, <laughs> and then he like I don't know tosses his apple somewhere and then like beats everybody up and then takes a bite out of his apple and then <laughs> anyway like the very cool guy. Second episode, um, when she first comes to the school, um, like she gets kind of a tour around it. And um, they go to the cafeteria, and they also show where the food is being prepared, which um, is outside. They've got, like, some fires burning, and then there's, like, a, a ton of, like, um, just, like, vegetables that they're chopping, and, like, you know, big old bowls. They're mixing stuff, yeah. and, you know, um, yes, yeah, so they do all the food prep for the entire school. The like, kind of out in this, like, cafeteria. little yeah, outside. Yeah, garden area. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, some beautiful colors of foods, like tomatoes, I don't know, yeah. kimchi, and spring onions, and dried fish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're, like, mixing kimchi in one of those big bowls. Yeah. yeah. Kimchi! Yeah, so, like, watching Excellent. Korean dramas, there was at one point where I was watching this, I can't remember what episode, but I was, like, insatiably hungry for Korean food. But I was like, I don't have time to yeah. go out and get it because I have to finish watching this show. <laughs> But I was, like, crazy. So then I ate, like, a piece of old pizza with, like, hot sauce on it or something to be, like, Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good good substitute. (laughs) But, like, man, this week I'm totally going to a Korean place to get some food because... Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) When she goes off to the academy, her mother packs her this, um, this this package of food which she has sold her hair to buy so already you know she's she's making sacrifices to to provide this like meager offering um which later when she does the rich guys make fun of it 
And so you you know what's in this. So what is this little um, package that her mom has? Packed? Well, I'm just assuming uh, because no, it is. I I looked up pictures of it, and it's exactly what it yeah, looks like. Yeah, so like <laughs> mugwort cakes, um, like rice cakes, which I'm so intrigued yeah. by. Mugwort. Yeah. So she makes the food, and she said um, any because you're the students are supposed to give this like prepared food to their seniors. Um, as part of the welcoming ceremony and welcoming more like like yeah, hazing which ceremony is what it turns into yeah she says yeah. any educated person will not only receive your food but also your best wishes so i prepared some and you know that's what the mom says yeah and then yeah so then, what is mugwort yeah so mugwort <laughs> is magical mugwort is a green sounds yeah, like it. I, I was saying yeah it sounds like something herb. you could do a spell with <laughs> yeah and it's like an it's very ancient um anciently used for medicine like it has a lot of medicinal properties um and it's a common ingredient in uh, various asian foods like sometimes it's used kind of salady um but in this instance it's used like a like a powder um and it makes these rice cakes like they they're like super green yeah yeah so like in that in like that nice scene color. i mean i guess it's nighttime too um but they look at first it's like whoa is it like squid ink or something i mean they almost look black but yeah but it's like really yeah they're really dark, dark but green. you can tell that they're yeah, They're dark and they green, look like yeah. little, kind of like little pancakes. Um, so I was intrigued to make those, um, and so I have the mugwort powder. I just ordered it from Amazon, but then like I ran out of rice flour, <laughs> so I haven't <laughs> made them yet. But yeah, when I was looking for recipes, that like I couldn't find just a straight up mugwort rice cake recipe like that looked like a pancake. I found other ones where it's like gooey. Oh. Did you find one that's like a pancake? Well, I mean, when I looked up mugwort rice cake, like, most of the pictures look kind of similar. I didn't, like, look up any recipes for it, but, like, most of the pictures look kind of yeah, similar. Yeah, I to... found images, but not... But it's weird. Oh, okay. It's like when I click on them. Anyway, so I'm going to come up with something. I'm just going to add mugwort powder to, like, a regular... Right, like flat rice cake. Cause yeah, so watching this show and then looking up some, trying to look up some of the foods, um, because I don't know the names of a lot of the foods. Um, mm -hmm. I learned that there are so many. Like if we, if it's, if we just say rice cake, there's so many different versions. I mean, yeah, because this one's actually made with like a rice flour. So like when you said rice cake, I was picturing like you know, like the dried rice cakes or whatever but yeah this is actually looks more like a pancake yeah so there are ones that look like pancakes ones that look like cylinders ones that look like marshmallows ones that look like actual like cakes like from an overturned bowl yeah like, and some just... some it's like a flower and then some actually have like the grain yeah and... so there are like so many different yes. textures of rice cakes and shapes and colors and sizes and so it is amazing and so yeah so it's just called Tok, or T-T-O-E-K, I guess. is So that's, like, what rice cake is, but then it's, like, you add on another word to, like, denote what, yeah, like, yeah, what kind it is, so. So, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, mugwort, it's, like, suk, 
Suk is for mugwort. I don't know. So soup talk or something. Anyway, so okay. There's a. I just looked up. There's a recipe on um, mang chi, which is that. Um, but that's like the gooey and, kind, the sticky kind. Well, that you don't think that's what that, you don't think that's what this was because it looked kind of gooey and sticky. Well, because it fell on the ground and then it, and then they just picked it up. <laughs> it was more like like actual pancake. I mean, like, but it kind of had like a. I wouldn't say glossy, but like a shiny outside. But like, I don't. Well, I think I I think that's what this was because the one the one on Mangchi is rolled in um like soybean powder. Yeah. But I think if you didn't roll it in powder, it would look like that. Well, yeah. So the one that Mangchi makes, it's like it's super gooey and stuff. Like, it's like stretchy and gooey. Um, but the ones in the show were like solid solid little flat discs. So, yeah. So, I'll, I mean, I'll just have to figure out how to make... How yeah. To do that. Well, they were solid discs, but they look... Well, I don't know. They just look, to me, yeah. like they could stretch. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if, if they fell on the ground, if they were, like, the stretchy kind and they fell on the ground, they, like, they would pick up all the dirt and stuff. <laughs> and maybe they did, but, yeah, Rim said that they tasted good, so... <laughs> I assume they like didn't have to accept it, but yeah. Well, so. in the same offering scene, some of the richer students were offering things like beef that was fed with plums, yeah, and um, watermelons from Wolchu Mountain that are so mouthwatering that they even keep the king awake. <laughs> so these are these are the type of things that she was competing with with her little rice cakes. Yeah. So I it was so like. During that scene, I, like, paused it and, like, wrote down everything they said, and, like, <laughs> it was so crazy. I have, like, this huge thing that I wrote. It's so... It was, it was a good scene, because they, they were very descriptive yeah. of their food. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, yeah, the seniors dress up as ghouls, and they say, to wash your sins of arrogance and to become a new person, you must first pre present us with delicacies. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the, yeah, the beef that was fed on green plums, and... Yeah, that. So it's yeah. So it's like those two characters, those two students went first, the beef and the Walchu, um, watermelons. Yeah, and then it's Kimmy and Sheik's turn. And she says, "I I pre present this small gift to the senior class." And then one of the jerk, jerk minion guys. I'm like, I just call them like jerk number one. I don't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need names. I, can't even remember the main characters. <laughs> he and he's like, "You're quite right. A small, small gift." And then he tells her to go away, like take it away. And then she does. Like she takes a few steps away, and then she turns back, and she says, "Like you've read a lot of books. If you've read so many books, like is there anyone? Are there any of the authors that says you can throw the food of a poor family to the ground?" And then everybody's like, oh, she got him. Like, <laughs> the jerk is like, <laughs> like, what? Like, he makes these crazy facial expressions. And then she's like, answer, please. And he stutters, and then he recites something. If it can be eaten, then of course, it may not be thrown down. If it's food people eat, then it must be treated with respect. So that's like one of the recitations, I guess. And then, and then he says, but this isn't food. And then she's got tears in her eyes, and she says, If this isn't food, then what is it? And then he says, Are the seniors pigs and dogs in your eyes? How dare you offer us dog food? 
and he's like all red faced and then he he like they're on the ground at this point the the rice cakes like he had tossed them to the ground and then he's about to like grind one up beneath his his shoe and then june that's when june steps in and like protects the piece with his hand and then he says what are you oh no the jerk guy says what are you doing and june says the seniors are right it's not food this is what the seniors require during their appointment day the hardships of the citizens so he said that's so basically he's yeah turning it into a political thing <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah and then he like holds up a piece to the guy jerk guy's mouth and he's like so please take it and he's like, I, how can I eat food that's touched the floor? Like, that's been on the ground. Take it away. Yeah, and then... And then June takes a bite of it, of the piece that had been on the, on the ground. He's like, now the upper class is disgraced already. Meaning he, because he's an upper class citizen. Um, and then he's, and then he's like, take it. And then he puts the food in the guy's hand. If you are neither a pig nor a dog, then eat it. And then, yeah, Rim, he's been, like, on the sidelines the whole time, just smiling, watching the display. <laughs> and then he laughs, and he picks up the basket and says, come on, come on. And he, like, stuffs some in, into jerk number two's mouth, and then he, like, passes the rest of the food out to the students. Say, and he's, he's like, because it's citizens' hardships, everyone should take a bite. <laughs> so it's like one of those examples of him stepping in and like being a good person, but it's still like cheeky and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he like bites, he like bites into one. He's like, oh, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but yeah. That whole that scene. Yeah, case. and then of course, Hein Soon, he's the main bad guy. Well, I mean, the student, main student bad guy guy he's like the draco malfoy but he so he's like fuming at this display that's undermining the seniors authority right i just said it was dog food now everybody's yeah. eating it because they used confucianism to turn it all around <laughs> anyway <laughs> which which is happens a lot in this show <laughs> yeah so that was the end of episode two like towards the yeah. end, yeah. And then Yao Rim is like out drinking, and he's like, "That's why I hate politics. It makes w even wine tasteless." Yeah. Um, there's the one point where we see Yolo again uh, in episode two, and he is like be getting kicked out of a restaurant, like an outdoor restaurant. Um, and the wife is throwing salt at him. Well, he, like, gets kicked out, and then the husband is like, Wife! The salt! And then the wife starts, like, throwing salt at... At Giolo. And she calls him oh, an okay. imp. <laughs> like, throwing salt at him. Is that, so like, like, a to cleanse, is that like a superstitious cleanse thing? Cleanse oh, okay. impure, or, like, like if he's... Yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't really believe he's an imp, but, like... But that's right, why right, she's right. flinging salt at him. And then she... Like, just symbolically. Yeah. And then, and then he, she's like, you need to pay for the wine that you've had. But it's not like he's poor, I don't know. But anyway, and then he licks the salt off of, like, off his hand, and he's, and then he says, why only now do you give me such a good appetizer? <laughs> anyway, yeah. 
back. Nice. Yeah, like so it. he's always, like, drinking a lot, and he pretends to drink a lot also. Um, while he, you know, that's, his, like, his cover for why he's out late at night. Um, but he's really doing, being the red messenger. Anyway. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of cool. So in episode three, um, when they, they show them all, it's either at breakfast or lunch, but all the students, uh, are sitting down in the like food, food hall. Um, but they have these little desk tables for their food. It's really cute. Like their own personal little square like just a little it looks like a little writing desk oh, okay. but it's a it's you know what their food is served on it's like these little individual table desk tables yeah and then yeah rim is talking about like a square meal or something i don't know like he's talking to <laughs> kimi and sheik he's like although they say that you won't get fat by eating leftovers this meal looks like a square one but i don't even know and then kimi sheik's like what's a square one and then and then they start talking about like the state exams ranking and grades like each meal of the day equals one point so if you get 300 points you you can take the exam but i think that yell rim is like teasing or like just making it up or something <laughs> uh-huh um <laughs> Yeah, and then he also talks about Kimi and Sheik's manhood <laughs> because because that was the part of the hazing ritual or the hazing tradition was that they had to like each student had to solve a riddle and bring something back or something like that. And so he was Kimi and Sheik was told to um, go visit the like most prevalent or like prominent most famous jiseng or a prostitute um and then she, and, and get her undergarments and so she does like she does <laughs> so they call her big <laughs> shot because they think yeah i mean obviously she, she's yeah. well endowed because chosian the who's who's the jiseng like she is kind of like untouchable like she doesn't spend time with just anybody and like there are right. other students who have been kind of pursuing her yeah she's like a high class hooker and doesn't mess yeah, with them. even like the <laughs> high and soon the main the draco guy like he's totally in love with her and well like wants to possess her and stuff and she's like spurns him so when kimmy and Sheik comes back with the undergarments and they're all like whoa and then he's like internally fuming and like hating kimmy and Sheik because <laughs> You know, like as if he got with Chosian. But yeah, Chosian totally falls in love with Kimi and Sheik because it's just it's so sad because because Kimi and Sheik showed respect for her, and but Chosian thought that that was that she's a guy who is showing respect for her, the way no right. other man has ever cared cared about her, or been <sighs> respectful, and so she's totally in love with Kimi and Sheik, and then later find you know, but she I mean. She doesn't hold a grudge or anything after she finds out, but she's just like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> it would be a girl, but isn't that kind of like it's so sad? I see now. It's like, oh, there really is yeah. a guy out there who is as great as <laughs> who would have that much respect for me, or you know. Anyway, but yeah. So, big <laughs> shot is the nickname. Yeah, worldview shifts right yeah. back. 
Um, there's just so much food. So, I like. I'll have to skip. Yeah, like so. Like kind of uh, yeah, go down I'll your notes. Like, like what? What else you got? Skip some stuff because I mean, for serious, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Okay, episode four. There's some more alcohol drinking. There's like a lot of probably like soju. I think that's like the common Korean distilled beverage. So it's a lot of wine drinking. Um, Gyolo drinks a ton of like alcohol or whatever. And then one of the older students, so there's a student who's like an old guy. I mean, he is like the same age as the professors, but he's still, he's like a perpetual student. <laughs> um, oh, I knew a few of those in yeah, college. Yeah, <laughs> so he's really funny. He's like one of the three kind of like side funny guys. Um, but he, at one point, he like makes this, he like stacks up a whole bunch of um, drinking cups and then like fills them all he kind of makes like a fountain of <laughs> alcohol and then um nice yeah and then and then it's like the decree is that you have to drink your first cup well it's more like a bowl of alcohol in in one go like like one continuous gulp i guess um and so but but june is given a super huge bowl because he's, you know, because everybody's like, ah, oh, he's such, like, yeah. Everybody thinks he's kind of like a jerk. Not mean, but yeah, just... Yeah, just sticking them up. <laughs> anyway, so they give him, like, this huge bowl, and they're like, yeah, you have to drink it in one go, and they're like, yeah, we all did it, but of course they had smaller, <laughs> smaller bowls. <laughs> um, yeah, and Kimmy and Sheik, she can, like, really take her liquor to hold her liquor shoes but anyway but he's never done anything like that before so he totally so he drinks it all but then later he totally like throws up and passes out and <laughs> but anyway <laughs> and then oh yeah and then in that episode there's the archery competition well it doesn't happen yet but everybody it's announced and everybody's getting prepared for it and then Hein Soon, the bad guy, mm -hmm. he ends up, like, do, going all William Tell on, on Kimmy and Sheik. He, like, puts an apple on her head and is, like, gonna shoot the arrow. But then Kyolo saves her. And Jun kind of saves her, too, I guess. But it was really Kyolo. Okay, so... And then the king is gonna come and visit. And so the principal, he's, like, pretty funny or the chancellor of the school. He's, like, surveying everything. He's surveying the kitchen to make sure that everything is perfect for when the king comes. Um, and he's like, This meal is being prepared for his highness. There must not even be one speck of chili powder. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then he's off. Um, it's so funny. He's, like, goes off into his room after he, like, surveys everything and makes sure everything is going well. He's, like, goes into his, his room and, like, has a, a squee moment. He's like, yay! <laughs> like, the king is coming! <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna get him to notice me so then I can get, like, a better position. Anyway, so he's, like, off being really funny and excited. And then a servant comes in. He's like, well, aren't you supposed to prepare the drinks? And then he's, and then you see him. He's, like, interviewing the Jisangs and for their pouring skills and their musical talent. And then, of course, Chosyan is, says that she'll help out because she wants to see Kim and Sheik again. Um, okay, so June gets hurt due to foul play. 
um, towards the end of episode four, I mean, episode five, and then the principal is really worried, and then he says, tell the kitchen staff that from today on, all soup served is to be beef leg soup. So I guess that's supposed to help him get better. Beef Beef leg soup. soup. Put them cow legs in there. Yeah, and that has, like, a lot of marrow in it, and that's that, like, same bone broth stuff that, Mm. um everybody's obsessed with oh, nowadays really? that people have been eating for hundreds and hundreds yeah, of years i didn't know that was like a uh, new i mean a uh, uh, thing popular thing now <laughs> yeah it's a thing now like That's i don't funny. know like a lot of health food people are into into it and you can buy like you know just the same way you can buy like um like you know chicken broth beef broth you can buy bone broth yeah because yeah, so <laughs> we yeah but we made like um yeah like uh goat shins not too long ago and um like the pakistani dish paya um but yeah it makes like kind of a bone marrow broth so i think that's kind of similar to what they were talking about um and then episode six so they're all still preparing for the archery competition um and so shaved ice and red beans it makes a scene so that's a popping sue and so at the time the time period so this is like 1790 1791 around that time period um anyway so ice was basically like gold and i was trying to remember because yeah. i had seen another drama um saguk drama that had to do with like a heist of ice and i was like i can't remember what it's called but i found it it's just, so there's a drama called The Grand Heist. And um, it's actually a, a film. Um, but yeah, it's about these um, 11 professional, like, well, professionals in different areas. But they come up with a scheme to um, steal an, a huge ice storage of ice. Because there are some officials who are trying to, like, hoard it and make money off of it and stuff. But anyway, yeah, so there's, like, an ice heist. <laughs> the drama is called The Grand Heist. Okay, but anyway, so this this episode, this scene made me think of that. Because, yeah, so ice is, like, just, like, a huge deal. Like, very, very expensive. Yeah, like, in times of no, no refrigeration. Yeah. Like, just imagine how difficult it would be to store and get and yeah everything yeah so the the chancellor or the or i just call him the principal the principal of the school he's um serving it to the students who are practicing for the archery competition like he's outside and they're all lined up um to receive it from him and he has like a table with servants who are preparing it and they so there are these little boy servants like, they're, like, tiny kids, tiny little boys that run around and, like, help out with things on campus. Um, and so there's one, so one of the little ser- little boys, um, he, like, takes a really quick spoonful of it while he, like, he's supposed to be picking it up and handing it to the, the principal. But but he, like, takes a quick spoon spoonful and I guess nobody's noticing. But his eyes get so big. He's like, whoa. He, like, rolls his eyes, roll back in the back of his head for a second. <laughs> Anyway, um, so so then he gives it to the principal, and then the principal hands it to the next student in line. Um, and well, it's actually one of the jerk guys, the minion jerks. Um, he's like, "Oh, Bing Su, like this is a precious treat. How did you?" 
And then, um, like, he's just so amazed. And then the principal said, this is from the heart. No matter how precious the ice is, can it compare to how much you sweat while training for the archery competition? Now go on, eat up. And, um, and then he asks where June is, because he's, like, star student. Um, and then they tell him that he's, like, gone out with Yun Sheik, like, he's not around. And then the principal is like, what? He's not here. And so he's like... Okay, never mind. Servants clean, pack it up. Let's go. <laughs> so it's like he was really only there to like show off to to June to like hope hoping that it would earn him points to like move up in his his career. But anyway, so that was kind of funny. All the students were like, oh, "What a treat! Like this is so incredible!" But then they don't get it because June's not there. Mm. All right, and then Gyolo like has another apple. Then then there's some seaweed soup for breakfast um and then Giolo has another apple <laughs> well he like plops the apple down on Kimi and Sheik's desk little table desk um cause that's his way of like saying I support you cause she's been practicing so hard for the archery competition uh, cause she's a girl so she's never done archery of course all the noble boys like they know how to do it and stuff so she's had to start from scratch Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so he gives her an apple, and, because he's always got an apple, but he gives her one. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Yeah, but it was, like, very meaningful that he, he is giving away one of his apples, which, like, never happens. Um, oh my gosh, okay, so, so Hotin Soon, the bad student, the bad, the mean student, he has a ridiculous sister that he's trying to like use her to like get June to become one of his people I guess anyway um so she's in love with June and then he doesn't I don't know um he doesn't really reciprocate her feelings but she brings uh like some food for the students preparing for the archery exam and she's really not supposed to be there on campus but anyway, but she brings like special picnic foods for him um, to have like a special little picnic with June, and they're like in gold mm -hmm. bowls. And um, and I wrote down like it looks like a large flat hamburger with green onions and like a, <laughs> something looks like a pot of raw ground beef. I don't know. And then like and then all this stuff. Well, and so so I'm like trying to write down what the, what it looks like and stuff um, but then one of the jerk guys is in love with her and he's like peering around the corner and then um, and then he says what it is he's like tokgalbi which is meat patties and juktongbab which is steamed, steamed rice in a bamboo container and then he says even precious uran which is fish eggs uh, and then he looks at the food that she gave to all the other scholars, all the other students, and it's like rice and cabbage kimchi and some sprouts and like, and and um, I'm pretty sure it was a basket of like baked potatoes or like sweet, uh, sweet potatoes that they make an appearance mm -hmm. um, several times actually. But okay, um, excellent because yeah. yeah, sweet potatoes. I kind of zoomed in. On yeah, them. and they're the. Of course, in America, we're like, sweet potatoes are orange, but those are actually yams. But these are the, um, like, just regular, white. yeah, white 
sweet potatoes. Or maybe they're just regular potatoes, yeah. but they're a different shape. Like, I think they're pretty sure they're like sweet potatoes. And then the second jerk is like, Lady Hyun is so mean. Not only did she trample on your pure love, and then he eats, eats a huge spoonful of rice, and then he says, but she also discriminated by food. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they're talking about how she discriminated against this guy as opposed to June by what food she gave them. Which, yes, food can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, and at that point, I was just drooling, and I really wanted to eat that. Um, and then the whole archer competition, this is a side note, like, it really becomes, like, Robin Hood. You know, like, we're gonna catch the Red Messenger at this tournament. Like, very, very Robin Hood-esque. Which, Korea does have their own yeah. Robin Hood in historical figure named Tong Gildong, which is also a drama. That's oh, really interesting. Good. I love Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, then there's some more street food. Um, and then at one point, Yao Rim is like chewing on a strip of beef jerky or fruit leather. I don't know. <laughs> and then um, he like just appears to kind of like save the day. Because he's always like watching out for Gyolo. Um, but then he's just like, no, 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 like just chewing on this stuff. <laughs> um Oh, okay. And then in this episode, episode seven, it's when the the four main characters um, get their nickname. It's called they're called the Jalgium Quartet. And so one of the Jisangs sees them all walking together, and she's she's like getting all hot and bothered because she's like, oh my gosh, they're so attractive! Like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> and then she, <laughs> and then she's. The cheerleader. Yeah, and she's like for, fanning herself and stuff. Yeah. And then, and she's like, I think I wet myself a little or something like. And then, she, and then she's like, Jelgium, like that's what they're called, like they're the Jelgium Quartet. And then, and one the one next to her is like, what you like? Pee, wait, you peed your pants or something? <laughs> because Jelgium means like trickling. <laughs> anyway, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't talking about peeing her pants. <laughs> we'll just you guys can probably understand what that, but anyway so they yeah so, <laughs> wait what i what is it i don't i don't get it you got it <laughs> just kidding so <laughs> that becomes their nickname the jelgium quartet these four really attractive guys well and one is really a girl in disguise so the winner of the archery competition it's tradition that they'll receive drinks from the king um Let's see. There are, like, a few times you see water and bamboo thermoses. They're pretty cool looking. They're, like, really, really big um, pieces of bamboo, I guess. But they're, of course, hollow inside. But they So they fashion them into thermoses for water. So when they're, like, nice. exercising and stuff, they have those. Um, oh, so then we learn later that the... The fountain of alcohol that the student makes with the cups. Um, it's called the Hongdong Bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's also interesting, there are a lot of um, parallel food scenes. So, like, you'll see the main characters enjoying a meal together or just, like, drinking or having fun or something. And then it will go to... The very next scene will be the Ha In Soon, the main student. Like, either with his, with or without his minions, um, but having, also having a meal, but, of course, the atmosphere is totally different, and, 
Like he's not having a good time. <laughs> um, and the yeah, food is cool. different as well. Like more fancy, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. It's so it's, so it's interesting how, the, how they kind of paralleled the food scenes often between um, the characters, like what the, these characters are doing at one moment and then what the, the same moment in a different place. Oh, okay, so you use it to kind of set the mood of yeah, the scene. Yeah, and, and to just show, like, how different the characters are, like, how different their lives are, um, their mm-hmm. attitudes, I think, is maybe what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my gosh, like, I can't, I can't, I can't just, I can't go through all of them, but, like... Yeah, just yeah, highlight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there's more... More talk about how food is so important, um, like, that it's, like, the blood, sweat, and tears of the people, um, because at one point Han Zoon, like, gathers leftovers from the kitchen and, like, packages, or has them packaged up and tosses them at the feet of Kim Yun-shi because she's about to leave for class break to go home. Anyway, he's just trying to show everyone, like, how desperate a poor person is to, like, take leftovers. Um, And, of course, she does take them because, you know, it it is helpful. (laughs) Yeah, so I've been like, dude, oh, thanks, leftovers. That's so cool. Okay, bye. Like, (laughs) instead of being, making it, like, it's a painful thing to take leftovers, I don't know. But I think that's a cultural thing, too. Swallow your pride. Have some... Leftovers. I think that might be like a cultural thing as well. Like, but I'm all about yeah, leftovers. Yeah, well, uh, of co- well, you know, it's it's insulting. Yeah. You know, it was like meant as an insult. So yeah, I, yeah, I, it was I, totally I, meant as an insult. <laughs> yeah, and to yeah, to kind of increase. He wanted to increase the divide between the fact that she's super poor and the other students, right? And just call it atten- call attention yeah. to it. Yeah, and then but it's all part of a plan that he's setting up for a little bit later because he frames her to be a thief. Um, but he, so he's trying to show like how desperate she is. And so, and so, you know, obviously she's the one that like stole this stuff to make money because you saw how desperate she was to take the leftovers and stuff. Oh yeah. And so there's this one scene, they actually zoom in on the food preparation. Um, and it's when Kim Yushik is, so she's walking home and she um, passes by a food stall and, um, and it's, yeah, so this lady is like slicing up a, a soft log of rice, a rice cake. Um, and then she like rolls the little sections in this tan powder. Yeah. So like, I, I was, <laughs> that's all that I had to like describe it first and then I found, and then I found it. Um, it's called... In Jelmi, uh, and it's rice cakes. It's like sweet, sweet rice cake, um, and then you can. But yeah, they look kind of like marshmallows with graham cracker crumbs, I guess. But they're poor. They're so it's really soft, glutinous rice bits. I mean, rice cake um, segments that are rolled in or tossed in um, roasted soybean powder. And yeah, they just look so fluffy. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do look like... Um, and the, But then there's something else. I don't know what this is called, but it, it was like like fried dough twists. And then that was like tossed in this really pretty yellow honey. 
Um, I mean, it might have even been, it was like super yellow, so it might have even been like saffron honey or something. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, see, you yeah, you were describing that, and that sounded like, I don't know what the Korean version is, but um, it sounded like um, jalebi, mm. which is kind of like a funnel mm. cake, like you funnel the dough in all these like weird um, squiggles into the... In, into the oil and you fry it and then you soak it in um, either like honey or sugar syrup or something like that and they're very like bright yellow or orange and so that sounded exactly oh, cool. like what you were talking about so maybe that's like a regional mm -hmm. thing I don't know I mean you know so many so many countries have like their own version of the same yeah. dish <laughs> so yeah yeah so she gets a couple of bags of these um, s street food uh, treats and then, um, then she notices there are these two, like, I don't know if they're orphans or just poor kids, um, like, near her, just drooling, like, watching this food being made. And then she <laughs> hands one to each of the kids. There's a little, like, a little brother and a bigger brother. Um, and the little brother just, like, shoves the, it just totally looks like he's shoving a marshmallow in his mouth. Like, he shoves the injelmi piece into his mouth. And then the older brother is, like, about to take a bite. But then he hands it to the younger brother instead, and the younger brother shoves the second piece into his mouth. <laughs> um, and then, but then she, because Kimmy and she, like, kind of sees, you know, herself, is reminded of her own self and her younger brother, her um, brother who's sick at home. Anyway, so she hands them, like, this huge handful. She reaches into her bag and, like, gives them, like, this huge handful of the injelmi. And they're like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was kind of nice. cool. Yeah, I would like to try to make that because um, that that seems like a cool. It just looks so. Yeah, that seems yeah, yummy. It just totally looks like marshmallows. Um, so that was yeah a good food scene. Yeah, there were like some colorful cookies with like little ball sprinkles on them that totally looked out of place. But who knows when sprinkles on cookies became a thing right yeah. <laughs> but they were like yeah it's interesting there are some foods in here that are like super bright colors like hot pink and yellow and like i mean i i'm i can believe that they existed you know back then but it's like i'm so curious i have no idea yeah, what it was a, this is improbable and yeah anomaly. it's like yeah. I, but it's so Sorry. pretty like some of the foods were just so colorful and pretty and i just have no idea yeah i don't know that they like paid that much attention to historical accuracy yeah i, I don't know but yeah it was kind of funny that there were these cookies considering all the other like modern stuff going they're on like here. butter cookies or something i don't know um i mean the the clothes were like much brighter than i can imagine they were at the time. Yeah, especially and, yellow you know, stuff, <laughs> Yeah. Total. So stuff like that, you know, I'm sure I'm sure yeah. it's just for, you know, because it looks good. <laughs> so Yalrim wants them to make soup stock with grass-fed beef for its succulents. Um, salt and hemp um, or salt for funeral rites. That was a big issue that um, there was a kid who stole some stuff, stole some stuff from campus Um in, and resold it in order to make money to for his mother's funeral rites um, because the prices of salt had increased in the market so he couldn't afford it so he had to you know in order to give her his mother the last rites anyway so that was kind of like a and then that's what she was framed for Kimishik was framed for was the theft and then um, so that was kind of an important um, 
thing that happened in the show. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> the more big red apples. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, yeah, so, in episode 12, it's so funny, because Gyolo, like, he'll make comments to Kimi and Sheik sometimes that it's like, yeah, I know you're a girl. I mean, he doesn't come right out and say it, but, like, if she, but she's totally not, like, never paying attention. So, he's like, let's go eat uh, to Kimi and Sheik, and so they sit down together. This is, like, an open house for the campus um, at one point, and... So they they sit down at the table. It's an outside food table, and Kimmy and Sheik asks Giolo if he has a girl that he likes, and he says, "That's why I'm sitting here with you." Like it's so plain that he says, but she's like totally <laughs> oblivious. And then she like then she sees that June is like sitting, you know, across the way. And then Giolo, you know, of course notices that she only has eyes for June. Anyway, it's like, aww. So, <laughs> yeah, so then this whole scene happens with, because June is sitting with the, the ridiculous sister girl. And then Chosion comes up. Anyway, some drama ensues. Yoon-hee gets sloshed. Big spoonfuls of white rice and soup. June is drink. June drinks a lot because he. At one point, he's like totally getting drunk, like super drunk in his room, because he thinks that Yolo and Yunshik are having sexual relations. But he is in love with Kim Yunshik anyway. <laughs> but he can't hold his liquor, and so it was. So, he, so it was um, an important scene that he like made the choice to like drink in his room, and like I mean, totally drink a ton. Because he was so distraught. So yeah, like he was just like that was very, very much that he is just like totally having, like changing. Like he just like he doesn't even know what to do with himself. Like he's having emotions and like, and upon <laughs> that, like not only that, it's like homosexual emotions and like. Yeah, it's a confusing time. Yeah, so his arc of change, like that's very. <laughs> He just, it's really hard for him to handle, like, all the changes that he's going through, and <laughs> that's it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of jisang meals, and, yeah, like, just a lot of the banchan, the, like, little dishes on the tables that are just yeah, amazing dishes looking. Yeah, things. Um. I know, I love that. Yeah. That's such a fun way to eat. Oh, and there was one scene also when June, like, he knows that... Kimi Sheik is a girl, and so they're kind of, like, dating, I guess. Um, and they're, like, walking through the the town, the marketplace, and they stop at this food stall. Well, it's, like, a mobile food stall, I guess, but this guy takes these long skewers and, like, wraps... It's, like, melted... I mean, I know what it is now. It's made from sugar and baking soda, but it's kind of like a hard candy. It makes, like, a hard sugar candy. But he, like, just, like, wraps oh, it up on a stick and gives it to them. So, but, yeah, I looked it up, and it's called... What's it called? Bopki. Also known as Delgona. I actually made made some of that tonight. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So out of sugar and baking soda? Yeah. 
some science happens when you put them together. Yeah, so how did that happen? Yeah, so I'm going to put my phone, I'm going to put my food list away because it's just too overwhelming <laughs> and I've been talking forever. Um, no, that's okay. I'm sorry I can't contribute more because, like I said, I didn't get that far. But, yeah, let's jump into what we made or didn't make in my case. Well, but... <laughs> I haven't made the mugwort pancakes yet, but I will <laughs> once okay, I get more yeah, rice Yeah, you've been talking about making that. I'm excited um, Yeah. Uh, so well, once you get around to so this. So I was curious yeah. about this because um, it showed the guy making it, and I was like, what is that? And so I like looked it up. I can't even remember how I did a search for it. But, um, yeah, so... The traditional way that you make it is that you have, like, this special, like, large metal ladle. Like, kind of like a flat-bottomed okay. ladle. Um, and then you put, like, a tablespoon or so of just granulated sugar. And then you heat it over an open flame. And then as... So then the sugar will melt, and you'll get a liquid. And then you add in just, like, a pinch of baking soda... And then and stir it in, and suddenly it'll like kind of puff up and um, like kind of like a creamy light brown color. Um, yeah, okay. and then you just pour it, pour it out onto a flat surface, um, like a tr metal tray or something. And then you can either put a skewer in it, like so it'll be like a lollipop, or you can just uh, have it be a disc, like a cookie. I think they, they also call it like sugar cookie because it is sugar in shape of a cookie. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, yeah, and then you can like press it flatter or um, you can also like press a cookie cutter into it to make a, an indentation of an image. Um, but still, yeah, super simple. But in the show, they didn't it wasn't that fancy. It was just like on a, wrapped around a skewer. Um, not like cotton candy, but maybe... <laughs> <laughs> like it was just kind of like a, a blob on the end of a stick. <laughs> yeah, so, it sounds in yeah. interesting though. I need so to then see it'll a picture. Harden. Yeah, so I made a few. So I, I was like, hmm, I like it's two ingredients. It looks pretty um, straightforward because um, I have a gas stove, so I have an open flame in the kitchen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I didn't have like a, the metal ladle, so I just used, like, a really big spoon that I have, like, one of those, like, serving spoons that comes with your utensils, your silverware yeah. set. Um, so that kind of worked. Uh, it pretty much worked, but yeah, working with sugar, like, melting sugar is tricky, because, of course... Yeah, there's such a fine line between, like, sweet and deliciously yeah. caramelized and burnt to a crisp. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a... <laughs> So I had to do it several times. It's a tricky... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so so I made a few. So yeah, I'll, I'll put... Um, you know, I'll post about that. But yeah. But I, I made it like little lollipops. And they're nice. pretty good. Like, yeah, if you don't let it, let it get too brown. Like, <laughs> so it turns pretty <laughs> Like, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the mugwort cakes, I'll figure that out when the... When I get my rice flour. Yeah. <laughs> so you say you just got your mugwort off of Amazon? Yeah, I just got it from Amazon. It's, uh, I think, it was, yeah, it's just mugwort powder. So it's, yeah, very... Did you taste it? Like, what's it taste oh, like? Oh, no, Did I haven't have, opened like, a... it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was just wondering, like, you know, if it has, like, kind of an herbally flavor. Do you want me to go like get a... it really quick? <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, you just, yeah, whenever you make it, you can describe it. I'm just interested. Yeah, because, I don't know. Yeah, it does sound so, If it'll be like... bitter or... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I don't really have like a distinctive thing in mind. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like an herbaly flavor. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So so you, how about you? Yeah, like I said, I was going to make mine tonight with the whole like car problems. <laughs> yeah. But what is it yeah. that, I, I can't remember, what is it that you Yeah, doing? well, no, I was just going to do something really simple because, um, yeah, like we, we talked about like these like street food scenes, so I kind of had that in mind because I think, um, you know, um, Korea has a lot of like delicious street foods and, and yeah. one of them that um, we, we touched on is um, sweet potatoes and they do them in all kinds of... Um, all kinds of ways, like just either roasted, just in the jackets, plain, yeah. you know, very simple, like a, um, you know, like a pretty common winter street food, or they can make them into um, strings or wedges or kind of like fries in that way or whatever. Um, but I was going to do mine um, candied. Mm. Just in like a little bit of sugar. Well, you oh, fry them. Awesome. You like kind of so, yeah, like you said, it's a different type of sweet potato than, like, we're kind of, like, picturing as Americans. So, it they kind of look the same from the outside, but the flesh is white-ish. Like, it's still kind of got, like, a yellow tint to it, but it's got a different texture. Um, and, and we have, like, an Asian market pretty close to here, so, like, I'm going to um, go looking for them over there. But then, yeah, you basically just peel them and cut them into wedges and then fry them. I roast sweet potatoes, like, constantly at home. Like, every other week, at least, I, I make them. But, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to fry them <laughs> just for a little bit of fun. But, yeah, like, cook them that way. And then um, just make, like, a um, like a sugar syrup on the stove and toss them in that. Um, and then put them on parchment paper and then sprinkle them with sesame seeds. Ah, oh, that sounds amazing. So, I, yeah, that reminds me. Yeah, so it's just, like, me. a really simple, simple preparation, but just, like, a little bit special because... Yeah. yeah. Well, a few years ago, uh, at a Korean restaurant, that was one of the sides, one of the little okay. dishes. Well, I don't know if it was that exactly, but it was like sweetened little potato pieces. Like yeah. it's so well, similar, and it was so delicious. I'm like, oh my gosh! I saw these on several websites, mm -hmm. so I think it's like a pretty, you know, common preparation. Yeah, that sounds um, delicious. Yeah. So that's the plan. We'll get to that eventually after I get my car fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. Um, but yeah, so um, we'll, we'll post these recipes, um, current and future, <laughs> on our website, as well as anything we, else we talked about and tons of links to this episode, um, at fictionkitchenpodcast.com. Yep, and you can find us on other social medias. At, on Twitter, we are at fkpod, and then Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, we are Fiction Kitchen Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye.